This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hello, Bachelor Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Bachelor Happy Hour. Uh, We have a good one for you this week. Trista Sutter, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Welcome back. I mean, right? You guys were here, but yeah, I was there with somebody. (laughs) It's nice to finally meet you. I've I've heard so much about you. So I don't know if you guys are the same. Were you even born when The Bachelorette started? Serena. I don't know if that's true. What year did it start? (laughs) I don't know if I want to answer this question. I know, right? So, but the reason I say that is because I've watched every single season of the show um, and huge fans of both of yours. So I love that I'm getting the chance to meet you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Yeah, of course. Um, Actually, if paradise was a thing, right? And you and your your husband didn't work out. Would you have considered yeah. going on that show? 
well, I can't say because we did work out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was just You're like, a little late with that question. Yeah. I think they've been together for like 20 years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what though? I, I do love the show. I love Bachelor in Paradise. I love that it continues to, you know, bring people together from the show. I, I don't know that I can say I love it more because my heart, um, you know, kind of is all about Bachelorette just because that's, you know, our, where our love story started. But, um, I am a huge fan of Bachelor in Paradise. I love what they've done. Bachelor pad was fun in that it had the challenges and, you know, the kind of like survivor-esque thing to it. But, um, I do love watching Bachelor in Paradise. That's not to say that I don't know that I would do it. Um, but I'm just thankful that everything did work out for me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Do you feel like when you watch, because I kind of feel this way when I watch Paradise. Do you feel like when you watch Bachelorette, you're almost like you know a little too much? Like, like yeah. The, yeah, to a, to a degree. I don't know if it's just because I'm a hopeless romantic and I love seeing the love stories unfold or the fact that I feel very maternal towards everyone on the show because I am so much older than everyone, Serena especially. Um, <laughs> but um, I I just feel very maternal. And so I from my couch, from my living room, I feel like I get very protective over people. Um, so it's weird for me to watch because I kind of have that weird perspective. Uh, this is kind of a little, um, what do you call it? Uh, Teaser. Teaser. Also happens with, with two children. You forget a lot of things that um, you want to say. It's called... <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. My brain doesn't work a lot anymore. Maybe it's because I'm 50. Anyway, um, I will be appearing on uh, the Men Tell All, which was so, so exciting for me because I do feel very maternal towards everybody, everybody and just to be able to give Charity a hug felt really great. Um, I did give her a little piece of advice and tell her that even though I feel maternal, um, towards everyone. I, do, I don't like to say that because I feel like it kind of disrespects their own families. You know, obviously I don't even know you guys, but I do kind of feel just protective over everyone on the show just because we are kind of like a, a crazy dysfunctional, if you will, family. Um, but still we're family. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it, it, disrespects the families at all. I think there's like a unique bond within the franchise and especially within the Bachelorette community. I'm sure Charity feels a strong sense of connection to you as well. And we're so excited for people to get to see you on the Mentel All and, you know, the conversation you have with Charity because we had the pleasure of getting to watch it as well. And it was a really great moment. So fun. Thank you. Yeah, we want to get your thoughts on Charity thus far. Um, but I do want to ask, has there ever been a lead, a bachelorette, where you were like, hmm, not only do I not really feel maternal for this one, I don't really like her. Oh, my God. You're not you my know? favorite child. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you have Who's, a least favorite child? Yes. Do you have uh, a least favorite? And you don't um, have to say who it is. You know what? No, not actually. Not bachelorette. Okay. Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I actually, okay, so I'm going to back up 
I kind of made, um, I lied to you a little bit because I haven't watched every single season, every single show. I, there's one season that I have still to finish. I watched a few of the episodes, but I didn't finish the season. Can you guess which one it is? (laughs) Um, Is it a recent one-ish? Yeah, ish. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it a bachelor season or a bachelorette? It's a bachelor. Is I've it watched all the bachelorette seasons and all the bachelor in paradise and bachelor pad and winter games and yada, yada, yada. I'm going to say, yeah, let's each take our guess. I, I'm going to say just, just, I feel like the way you're phrasing it, it's Matt James because that's the season that Serena was on. I'm going to go Clayton. Oh. oh, nope. I watched both of those. Oh, it was, Zach. it was that. Okay. What's that? Most okay. recent. Yeah, right? The most yeah, recent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't want to give it away by saying most recent. Um, yeah. So why do I you just, why do you not like Zach? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I didn't say that, Joe. Um <laughs> no. <laughs> He's still a child of mine. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, my fairy godmother status. Um so I don't know. I don't know what it was about his season. I just couldn't connect. Okay. In in some some episodes in the beginning, there were points that, and I hate to say this, but I, so maybe I shouldn't, but um, I don't know. There were points that I just felt he wasn't being genuine and... And that could have just been me and my, you know, my take through the television screen. I've heard wonderful things about him. We actually had him, Bob, Bob Guinea is my co-host for my um, podcast called the Almost Famous OGs. So we're kind of like a little spinoff of Ashley and Ben's Almost Famous podcast. And um, they were all together. I couldn't be there, but they were all together, Bob, and then Ashley and Ben and Zach was there. And I've heard wonderful things about him so oh, i think i, I saw this sure on social media great. was it like some big hangout in like texas or yeah. something it yes. was um in 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 california or maybe it was california i just remember seeing a bunch of yeah. people from the franchise together gabby and, and rachel were there yeah they did like a big um almost I, I heard- it was kind of like we did the same thing last year we did one in tahoe um and had a bunch of people just get together um which was super fun. But That's I've so heard wonderful fun. things about him. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. I wish him and Katie all the best. I just um, couldn't get into the season. Yeah, he just, That's she, fair. She you, just doesn't, doesn't like him. You, <laughs> you, can't, you can't connect with every lead the same. <laughs> Do you have like favorite children from the franchise then? If you have children you maybe don't connect with as much, who are the children that are your like superstars? Yeah, you know, I, I am close with um, Caitlin. Bristow, Diana, Desiree. Um, we have a bachelorette um, text thread that we love to just stay in touch. It's mostly like wishing everyone birthday, happy birthday, or, you know, um, congratulations on your marriage or whatever. Um, so I feel connected to all of them, but mm-hmm. I, I would say Caitlin and I talk pretty frequently. You had a, was it a birthday trip that Caitlin yeah, was on? Yes. Yeah. I, I turned 50 
and um, went to beaches in Curacao. It's in the Caribbean. And Caitlin and Jason came um, on the trip. I invited a bunch of my friends, and including them, including, you know, some other bachelor people that couldn't attend. Um, but Caitlin and Jason could make it. So um, I loved that they could be there. It was great to have them there. And we had a great time. Nice. Nice. Okay. So let's... Um... Let's talk a little bit about charity season. What are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts? How's she doing? I think she's doing great. I kind of love, like, I feel like they're kind of getting back to the roots of when it started. Like, it's not as long of a season. It, um, they started with 25 guys instead of 30 or 35 or whatever. So on my season, we started with 25, um, 25 guys went down to 15. It was a very short season. It was six weeks long. Um, so I kind of like the fact that they're getting back to maybe a little bit of that because as a viewer, I don't know how you guys feel, but watching three hour episodes is a lot. It's a huge time commitment. And I feel like it's so much more easily digestible if it's Less. Between an hour and two hours. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, even when we hear like, oh, this, um, you know, Oppenheimer just came out, but it's it's almost three hours. We're like, oh, I can't go sit in the movie theater for three hours. What? But then, yeah, then we're watching yeah. on our couch and we're like, oh, yeah, I have a bone to pick with three hour movies. Yeah. Yeah. You actually you you, you have. I feel strong. I need an intermission. At least when I'm watching TV at home live, there's like commercial breaks. <laughs> I can get up yes. I can go to the bathroom. I can refill my yeah. water, but yeah, you that's, can pause that's a whole other thing. Yeah, you can pause yeah. it. There's PVR. Yeah, you just Do wait until you have kids and then you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a whole... Then I'll be using Hulu a lot more. <laughs> that's right, right? <laughs> Do you so think... Good. Do you think yourself is a lead? Um, do you think it, it would have been different if you would have had a blueprint like you, you know, you being the first one? Do you think you would have handled it different if you were, let's say, bachelorette number 12? You know, that's really interesting because I'm sure in some yeah. way it would have been different. Um, I was actually just thinking about that today is the fact that going into it, we all had no clue on the first season of The Bachelor no clue what this show was all about. I mean, yeah. rose ceremony, that was not a thing. Um, you know, like it, it, it was totally brand new. And I feel like even though some people say that they go on the show for the right reasons and they're not there to get Instagram famous or get a podcast, um, that. <laughs> no, it's true. No, it's not yeah. just you. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, I just feel like there's something there where, how can they not think about that? How can they not think about the fact that they'll probably have a second chance on bachelor in paradise if they stand out enough, you know what I mean? Or maybe oh, if they fly under the radar, I don't know. I, like, I always, I always said that, that people, if, if you're not acknowledging the fact that you can now make a living off of social media, there are podcast opportunities. There's our spinoff shows. If you're not acknowledging the fact that that is a possibility, you're lying. You're yeah. totally lying. Yeah. Yeah, because at the so end right. of the day, like 
best case scenario, you go on and you find the love of your life. Worst case scenario, you get your heart broken. But then there's stuff that lives in between of like, okay, well, if neither of those happen, like, what are the other possibilities here? Um, And, you know, we were lucky enough to be two of the people that fell in love. Obviously, you were as well. But I think there's so many more options in the in-between now than there were 10 years ago. Yeah, I agree. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham scam beware listen to season two of trapped in treatment on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hey everybody welcome to across generations where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations i'm your host tiffany cross tiffany cross I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready that, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I really wanted to ask you, because were there any other like there had to be like there had to be some allure of just or maybe there wasn't of just like going on national television. 
Like, was there anything that you were like, oh, I know I may fall in love, but if I don't, maybe I will be the next Oprah Winfrey. You know, like, was any, like, I will say, and sorry to cut you off if you have more. No, 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 no. Keep it going. Cut me off as many times as you want. I was a pediatric physical therapist. So I was like nine to five every day, Miami Children's Hospital. That was my life. And, Mm. um, and then being surrounded by this group of people, like the crew, the camera guys, the um, producers, everybody right? Hair and makeup, the whole, all of it. I felt like they had so much fun doing their job. And I don't know if you guys felt that way, but the energy with the people that I was with constantly. And when I was back from Intel All, it was the same. You just slide right back into it. I mean, Carrie Fetman, I just love the man and getting to see him. Like, it's just, it really truly is like a family reunion whenever I get to, you know, go back Um, I just feel like, um, it is, what was I even getting at? What was the question? I mean, seriously, my brain. No, no, you're good. No. Um, were there other incentives, other things that crossed your mind? Okay. That's where I was going. Right. So the energy of the crew, um, the host, the, the producers, everybody was just so uplifting. It's like, gave me energy. And that's my personality too. Like being in a social environment, like fills me up, fuels me up. I do like my time away every now and then, but for Ryan, it was the opposite. So being around all of these people constantly having the cameras on him constantly, totally drained, totally drained him. I cannot believe he stayed. But so for me, I loved that stuff. And I ended up, um, like going down the host route. I was on The View. I did Good Day LA. I did um, Good Morning America and Extra and all this correspondent stuff because I just love the industry and the energy and the people. And it was fun. So Mm. my job as a pediatric physical therapist was really rewarding in that I worked with kids. I helped them walk or, you know, like whatever they needed to do, depending on their diagnosis. And it was super rewarding and I love kids and I loved my job, but this was different. Like it was just like the energy was amazing. And I, I wanted to be able to do something like that. So through the show, yes, I figured that out, but it wasn't something coming into the show that I thought would be a possibility. I took a leave of absence from my job doing the bachelor and then for the bachelorette, when they asked me, I asked my boss if I could have another leave of absence because I thought I was going to come back. And she was like, uh, sorry, no. So that's when I ended up moving to LA and just, we weren't even signed to do the show yet. Um, but they were, they were pretty confident that the show was going to happen. So they ended up paying like my rent and and that kind of stuff because I didn't nice. have a job. Um, and thankfully the show happened and, you know, I got to meet the love of my life, but, um, I had planned to go back to my, my normal, normal life. And and I think even now, like you could, you could, um, get ready for like, you could be like, accept like, Oh, I'm going to maybe change my career or, you know, make money off of social media or whatever. But the main thing after this show is you have to prioritize the relationship if you want it to work, because both people most likely are going to be living in two separate cities. 
And if you don't make that number one priority, your relationship will fizzle out. And then if it's all about business, you're you're done. You're screwed. Which is why, like, I mean, and coming from me, I'm sure this is like, well, whatever, she can't talk. I did Dancing with the Stars. But I didn't do Dancing with the Stars right after the show. I did it after um, we were married. Um, And the show wasn't even a thing. when I finished The Bachelorette. It was the first season of Dancing with the Stars. But whenever I hear that someone is immediately going to Dancing with the Stars after the show, I know you did it too, Joe. I always worry for those, for my children, (laughs) that that they're not going to work out because of the priority thing. Like I, I know wholeheartedly that that is one of the biggest reasons that Ryan and I were able to make this relationship work because we moved to Colorado. We took advantage of some of the fun, the fun things like, yeah. you know, going to the AMAs and being on Oprah and, you know, all of these things. But, um, I do think you're right, Joe. I think it is all about prioritization. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's usually our biggest tip to any new couples from the franchise is, if you want to make it work, there's a lot of distractions and opportunities and, you know, mm-hmm. take advantage of anything that sounds fun or exciting. But the number one thing, like we were different countries, so yeah. we really, you know, had to prioritize the relationship. But yeah. what do you think is like, so you were the first ever Bachelorette and now we've done 20 seasons of The Bachelorette. What do you think is the biggest thing that's changed from your season to now charity season through like this evolution over the years? Well, I feel like social media, you know, yeah. uh, uh, not it's, it's impacted it. So I feel like it's changed in that because social media exists, people come on the show with that in the back of their minds. Like there is a social media component to it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I do, like I was kind of alluding to before, I feel like they're kind of getting back to how it was in the beginning, like shortening the season and not making it this huge thing. And I have always said for years and years and years and years, you know, I get asked this all the time. What do you think the show can do to continue to have legs Evolve. to stand and yeah. stay around? And my biggest thing was always pluck someone from obscurity. Let us all fall in love with them together um, instead of using people from past seasons. And I feel like they're doing that with Golden Bachelor. And I'm really excited because he is so wholesome. Like my word for him is wholesome. And Yeah, you you met him at for our listeners, I you met, met him at the mental hall, right? I, oh my god, I adore him. Adore him. I think he's going to be like Everyone is going to fall. This is my prediction. Everyone is going to fall in love with him together as a community, as Bachelor Nation. And we're all going to be rooting for him because his story is heartbreaking, how he lost his wife. And everyone, me included, we're all going to want him to find this happiness again. And from what I hear, the women are incredible. Um, there's going to be some incredible dates. Um, I might get to see him again. Um, so, so yeah, I, I just, I'm really excited that they're kind of going back to the beginning in a way in plucking someone out of obscurity because they very well could have 
had a golden bachelor that we know from like another show, like maybe someone's parent or grandparent or whatever, like Gabby's grandparent, for example, everyone loved him uh, or grandpa. Um, But the fact that we are all going to get to know him together and fall in love with him together. I just, I love that. Yeah. Same. But that's interesting. Do you think, do you think that would work though for the bachelor or bachelorette? It if depends they... on the person. Okay. I think. Well, I will say the closest. Go I was ahead, just go gonna ahead. say the closest thing that we've had to that since you know way back when is my season on The Bachelor, which was Matt James's yeah. season, who had never been a contestant. But I sure. don't know if you would consider that necessarily plucked out of obscurity because he still was like really good friends with Tyler Cameron and Hannah Brown. Yeah. And he was casted. He was also casted on Claire's season and then it got yes. And COVID. I think there was probably pros and cons to him having never done the show before. You know, there is that sense of naivete of not full and then having to carry the show to be the lead and not fully knowing everything that's going on, um, I think can be hard, but I think Gary will experience all of that as well. But I do think it is exciting because yeah, you're like, he literally got plucked out of, you know, Indiana or wherever, where's he have his retirement home? And they were like, you are now the bachelor. And he is so excited. I think that makes everyone else so excited. Yeah. I agree. I think he's just really sincere in his intention. Mm-hmm. And I love that personally. And I think you're going to get all the women there sincere in their intentions. Yeah, right. Because you know, you- most of them don't know anything about social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, Is yeah, there, we- maybe, maybe they're on Facebook, but um, yeah, I don't. It's funny, when I first met him, it was really, really cute. I actually walked in the hair and makeup room. He was sitting in the chair. And I was like, hi, Gary, how are you? I had no idea if he knew who I was. I just was like, I'm going to talk to him. So (laughs) we start talking and um, I said, so how is social media going for you? Because I know that I think they had done a video, maybe it was Good Morning America or something, where he talked about how he he knows nothing and like they actually got him signed up for his Instagram account, which I think is so cute. Um, And I was like, so how's social media going? And he goes, oh, yeah, are you in the social media team? And I was like, no, I'm just not. And he jumped out of his chair, gave me the biggest hug. It was the cutest thing ever. But um, no, I just, I just love him. I love him. I really think this is, this is who America is going to fall in love with. That like plucked out of obscurity thing, you know? And if they did it for Bachelor or Bachelorette, I think it would totally depend on who the person is and if they have a story that people feel worthy of us falling in love with them. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of like his story, you know, Um, I feel like all of us as a community feel like he deserves this second chance of love. Yes. And you know that that's really what he's looking for. And he's just excited for this experience opportunity, but most of all to have this second chance at love, which is going to be so beautiful if he finds it. I, I, when we interviewed him, I said, I was like, I really think this is going to work for you. I really think you're going to find love. I hope it does. I do. And that's weird because I feel maternal towards everyone, but clearly I can't feel maternal towards him (laughs) because he'd be like my grandpa. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's Bachelor Nation's grandpa. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He is. Um, let's cut to let's cut to this episode real quick. Um, just want your thoughts. And I don't know. I, to me, it was the biggest part of the episode with Charity saying that she's in love with two guys. You think that was the biggest part of the episode? I well, it's. I it's, mean, I agree, but I also think there's another part. Well, all right, well, Aaron B coming back or Xavier? Xavier. Okay. All right. That's interesting. What about Xavier? Because to, I don't know. I guess. I guess. <laughs> what I, about Xavier, Joe? Well, I. To me, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about Xavier. Okay, I, I guess I guess I was just I don't know. For me, I guess I was more shocked hearing her say "I love you" to two guys than I was seeing Xavier basically panic and then and then talk about cheating. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that, and I do think it is shocking that she told two guys that she loved them because of what has happened in the past with people telling two people that they love them. Yeah. Um. But I think that what is uh, kind of off-putting to me um, is the fact that he didn't share about his infidelity, his past infidelities with her prior to that night. And maybe it just didn't feel right never talking about it. But I feel like it took away the spot for Aaron, you know, unfortunately. And Aaron showed up, obviously, but it took away his ability, it seems like, to have a date on the fantasy suite date episode. Um, And I feel like if he would have shared about his infidelity and maybe he was just scared, he wanted to get farther along in order to feel more confident in their relationship before he shared it. But knowing that charity had been through what she went through with her past boyfriend, and maybe he didn't know the exact details of what happened, but he knew that it was a trigger for her is what he said. I just think that lesson learned is be upfront and honest from the get-go. Because I think it stripped her of time with Aaron and who knows what will become of that relationship. Mm-hmm. If if Xavier, because he clearly couldn't um, he couldn't commit to the fact of, that he wouldn't cheat in the future. But if he would have told Charity, in my heart I won't cheat and in my head I also won't cheat. It yeah. does seem like she probably would have would have went to the fantasy suites with him. Do you think that would have been the right move, or would you would you have sent him home regardless? So I think that you know if he had and he owned up to it, but he owned up to it in a way that, in my mind, in a way that was like, "Hey, this happened, and it could possibly happen again." I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, that is exactly what we took from it as well. Like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, (laughs) you want to maybe marry this girl? You're on the show because you know that that's kind of what's happening, what happens at the end of the show. And you're like, oh, well, this might happen again. If I go on vacation with my boys, I'm like, what? Literally. Like, the line that really got me was that I wanted to be like, Xavier, zip it. Stop saying this. Was, I don't want to cheat on you, yeah. but I don't know if I won't be able, if I'll be able to like control myself. I was like, okay, I respect the honesty, but like, yeah, that is a huge that's problem. That's what it is. It's also difficult too, because he is being honest. Like it's just, yeah. you know. But I don't, don't know. 
I don't know. I, I, I do. I respect that he was being honest. Agreed. I just feel like um, he should have been, if he was going to be that honest and that was truly how he was feeling, maybe he should have been honest the week before. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. mean, yeah. No, I personally I agree. think the one-on-one would have been probably the more appropriate time to bring that conversation yeah. up. Yeah. 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 And, I, I, and listen, people make mistakes, right? So um, it's not to say that everyone in the world who has been unfaithful, that they can't make it work in a future relationship, right? For sure. But it seemed like from her line of questioning that he really didn't do much to better himself besides being introspective is what he said. He could have said, I read books. I listened to podcasts. I went to therapy. I, you know, all of these things. I talked to my friends. I talked to my family. I, you know, I went to my priest. I don't know what, but I, I just feel like he wasn't necessarily very remorseful. And I think had he been more remorseful and said like this happened, I feel horrible. It broke her heart. You know, it broke our relationship up. Um, I want to be honest with you. Um, It's scary to me to be committed, but I am here for you. Like, had he said something like that? Like, I like, obviously, it, it doesn't have to be a mistake that lingers for the rest of your life. But I think you need to learn something. You need to learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like. From his he just, we said it like we just, he's just, and I think he, oh, I think he is a nice guy. I just think he just wasn't ready. Like he's just right. wasn't ready. Yeah. Like he, he expressed it throughout the episode or throughout the season where he's like, scares me to just be with, with one woman. You know, I don't think he wants to be with just one yeah. woman. I think he wants to be with multiple women. And I think that is why he doesn't trust himself to not cheat. Yeah. And I think this was maybe a learning process for him that he should just go be single for a little while and enjoy oh, that. And, and that's fine. Know, that's okay. Be single. It's not that's your time. Not it's not your yeah. time to settle down. You're not you're not there yet. And that's okay. Yeah. Don't okay. don't be with just one woman if you don't think you can do it. Right. Right. And, then, and that's kind of like my my beef with it is you're on the show. If you know that about yourself, then why take away from someone else's time? And it yeah. seemed like she was right there with Aaron too. And yeah, you know, who knows what could have and what could happen with their relationship now that he's in PG. So we'll see. So now we have Dotton, Joey, and potentially Aaron B. Do you have any predictions that you think might happen or anything you would like love to see happen for the rest of the season? I have loved Joey from the very first show. Um, But I don't know. She clearly is in love with two, at least falling in love with Aaron. And now that he's back, maybe that will happen. Um, I love her and Dotton together. I think that both of those connections, obviously they have tons of chemistry. They seem like they make each other happy. They laugh together, you know, all of these like critical things in a relationship, I think are there for both of them. And it's too bad. Like I've talked to people, I'm sure you guys have had this conversation with people too, in that it's possible to fall. I, it didn't happen to me. But I know that it's possible for for the lead to fall in love with multiple people. And I think that that's, it's clear that that has happened this season. And it breaks my heart for not only her because 
that's so hard to have to choose. And I would assume, and I mean, I was freaking crying the first rose ceremony of my season. So like having, getting down to like the two that you've told that you're in love with, I can't even imagine. Um, And obviously for the guy, whoever, you know, or guys, since Aaron B is kind of in the situation too, um, what will happen? It's just heartbreaking, but um, I know whatever happens, they'll all land on their feet and they'll be fine. And I am a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And um, I think that she can't go wrong. The last guys are quality guys to me. Yeah. And they seem like they are really, truly vibing. So... Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
take good care, and we'll see you there. If she could, you know, reach out to anyone at this point in the show and she reached out to you in this, in the current situation she's in, what advice would you give her? So before I went on the show, I can't remember who gave me this advice, actually. Um, trying to remember. Might have been my mom. I can't remember. But um, the best advice I think that I would even give my kids um, is you have to choose the person that you are going, that you're, you can't live without, essentially. So yeah. if she is envisioning the next day, the next week, the next year, and she thinks she's going to miss one of them more, then that's who she needs to choose. Um, I think it's different for every person. Like for me, um, I wanted to feel safe. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to be happy and have fun and... Um, so it's all about like, what qualities did she have going into the show that are really important to her and kind of reflecting on those qualities that make her who she is and make her happy. And whether that's like good family life or, you know, like having babies or, um, I don't know, whatever's important to her, I think really reflecting on who you are as a person, um, and then thinking about the guys and who really fits into that life best. Huh. Lovely advice. That's great advice. That's great yeah, advice. wow. <laughs> this is really good advice. Yeah, they so should you, have you, you as a coach. You are a mother. You are a mother. What? Is this um, almost famous? almost. So, you know, not for nothing. Almost famous OG, your podcast. Um, do you guys talk about this stuff? Like what, what goes on on that podcast? Yeah. So, um, we usually have like OG people. Um, we've interviewed a lot of like people from, um, older seasons and we either talk about what's happening in their life or for, um, the current season, I actually watched the first episode live with, um, Sadie Robertson, who was on Lorenzo season back in the day and who is hysterical. She's in LA. She does a lot of TV stuff. So she, you might, um, recognize the name um and then uh courtney rob no i said sadie robertson i mixed their names up sadie and then courtney robertson from um ben season thank you yeah yes. we, okay, had, yeah, her we had her on our pocket that's why i thought oh, awesome. you were talking about yes so we actually watched this show together we played it on each of our computers and then like hit play at the same time um and we commented through the uh, the whole show so Really, it's just a mix of talking about um, old seasons, current season with older people, if you will. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I can't not have a good time with Bob Guinea. He just makes me laugh. He's hysterical. We're, we're good friends to this day. And, um, you know, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's just fun to podcast. I was always drawn to radio interviews, too, even more than television because of the energy of, like, radio hosts, like, you really have to be good at your job and have great energy as a radio host because people, at least until Zoom, weren't seeing you, you know? Um, yeah. And so I just, I love podcasts. I love chatting with people and especially people from my 
little bachelor nation family. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, our listeners, uh, make sure, make sure to tune in. Uh, one more question, Trista, before we're going to play a quick game with you and then we'll let you get out of here because we're taking too much of your time. Um, (laughs) and I want an honest answer here. Okay. All right. Your children. If oh, when God. they are of the age. I, I was like, is he going to ask me what, who my favorite child is? Like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> your, <laughs> real biological children, your not children. your bachelor nation children. When they, when they are of the age and if they are single and one of them approaches you and says, hey, Ma, I think I'm going to go on the show. How do you handle that situation? Well, maybe my daughter's talking to me. I'm sitting in her room right now. Um, I can't. I would be so hypocritical if I told either one of them not to do it. So number one, I couldn't not tell them. I couldn't tell them no because it's how I met their father and how they actually exist. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, but I will say that I, if they wanted to, I can guarantee you that Max will never go on a show like this. He is his father. Um, He, yeah, definitely not drawn to that stuff. But my daughter, on the other hand, I can, I could totally see her wanting to do something like that. Um, We've actually talked about, um, they do a dancing with a dancing with the stars juniors and she's a dancer. She's a competitive dancer. And I literally wrote Dina Katz, who I know is still, I'm, probably was yeah, still, still doing the show you. when you were there. Um, I wrote her and I'm like, Hey, if you ever need a team. <laughs> so I know that she would do something like that or could see herself. Max definitely wouldn't. So he's definitely not even part of this conversation, but I would just give her a whole lot of advice. We would have a lot of conversations about what happens on the show. Um, She's been back for uh, the Bachelorette reunion mm-hmm. um, when that happened. I think it was like four or five years ago. She came with me and um, she loves all of those ladies. I mean, it just was the cutest thing seeing her with Jojo and Rachel and Caitlin and all of, all of them. It was just really sweet. So I could totally see her wanting to do it. Would we be happy about it? I It would be a little scary for me. But like I said, total hypocrite if I said no. So I'd yeah. have to say yes. Well, the, with the way it sounds, I feel like Max is going to be the one that actually does it. Could yeah, you right? imagine? He's going to be like the greatest bachelor totally. of all time. <laughs> the best, the like, greatest love story ever. If we have children, I feel the same. Like I couldn't say no. Also, they're like adults by yeah. the time they go on the show. So like you can't really right. control that. But like, right. and obviously, yes, I agree with you. Like I would feel hypocritical. We met and fell in love on the show, but I would have so much anxiety with them going on it like I would be like are you sure are you sure you want to do it like there's just so much that comes with it there's so much risk like yeah oh my god like I can't imagine but yeah you you have to say yes I guess we all do I I would have to like I couldn't I couldn't say oh no you can't do that like (laughs) whatever for whatever my reasons would be the fact of the matter is that I actually still believe in the premise of the show. I know I'm old school. I am the OG, the old gal, whatever you want to call me. Um, I believe that people can fall in love through yeah. the show. 
Is it totally untraditional? Is it totally wackadoodle crazy? Yes, it is. But um, I still believe that it can happen. So because of that, uh, if she wanted to do it, if Max wanted to do it, then of course I would support her. Nice, nice. I uh, I love Dina Katz, by the way. And also, you know, I met, um, I don't know if she was your agent or still reps you. Um, I met her a while Babette. back. Babette Perry? Yeah. Okay, nice. Love nice. Babette. She was that. actually involved in the wedding negotiations. Um, so she was with me way back in the day. Nice. Um, She's awesome. Cool. Okay, yeah. wait. One question before we do the game. I'm sorry. I always do this. Joe will be like one last question and then I'll be like, wait, no, one actual last question. Oh, <laughs> so good. our wedding is coming up. It's in like a month-ish. Do you have any wedding tips, 20-year marriage tips for us going into this time? Yeah, one. Okay, so... um. I'm so excited for you guys. I Thank think you. for some reason I thought you were already married. I we are. Clearly we're we're, no, we're we legally are. married, but we're having the ceremony in, oh, a, in a month. Yeah. Okay. That's what, okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I asked one of my best friends, her dad um, was celebrating like their 50th wedding anniversary or something. And I asked him what his advice was. And he had like five things, but one of them was, uh, forgiveness. And it's not like in terms of like with Xavier, like the big kind of infidelities, like obviously that's something that the couple would have to work out. But I feel like I have to, um, and Ryan has to too, because we are not perfect. Um, we are human and we have bad days and we feel like crap some days. And uh, sometimes we just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes we have too much stress going on, whatever. Um, sometimes we say stuff that we don't mean that is hurtful to the other person. We ignore the other person because we have something else that's a priority in that moment. And so I think that forgiveness is huge. Just forgiving each other for the little moments that you hurt each other's feelings, you know, for whatever reason. Um, I, I feel like for any, in any part of your relationship, that's important, but especially the longer you are together, you know, um, mm -hmm. I like that because you get comfortable and you treat the people that you love the most, the worst sometimes, because you are so comfortable in that relationship. So, you know, um, I just think it's about the little forgivenesses every day, every week, every month, whatever, how, whenever they happen. And hopefully you guys won't have to forgive each other for anything, but, um, just knowing that you're human and, uh, and you both are going to have bad days in the future, hopefully not as many as good days, but, um, yeah. Just forgiving each other for that's you know, great advice. And I mean, I have to forgive Joe Serena. For a take lot, that in, Serena, because I am perfect. I'm so always you honestly, forgiving him. Really, <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we just said the exact take, opposite thing at the take same it, time. Serena, take that in. This is the third time Joe's called himself perfect on this podcast today, so I'll be forgiving him for that at the end of this. <laughs> oh God, love it, love it. All right, we're gonna do a little quick game. Uh, Trish, that's rapid fire. First thing that comes to your head. All easy, fun questions. You want to shoot up? You go. Sure, I got it. Okay. Right. What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? I shouldn't say it, but look at my phone. Oh, <laughs> us too. Normal. That's, that's normal. We all do it. How do you like your pizza? Ooh. Oh, God. I can learn a lesson or two. Are you from Chicago, Jeff? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I do. Oh, sorry. I'm from St. Louis. Emo's Pizza. It is real. Oh, no I know. Way. I, I'm sure you hate it. Oh. I know, it's not deep dish Chicago. And I do love deep dish. But Emo's is my favorite. It's Prevel cheese. Prevel cheese. It is the strangest tasting pizza <laughs> ever. Have you ever. had it? Yeah, I, I, I drove there to try oh, it. It's yeah. so good. Oh, my God. Is that the one you went with? Um, with Alex, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. I've heard about this pizza. But I get it. Like, if yeah. you're from there, you love it. And that I understand. That I understand. Ryan hates it. So he And he's not from there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I it's love a hometown it. thing. Uh, what is the best dating advice you ever received or the best? marriage advice pick the one that you're that you can't live without can't live without what is your go-to cocktail mm, Moscow Mule oh that's I a good one and ginger beer who is one person living or not that you would like to have dinner with oh, oh. it's actually my grandparents um, anniversary today both of my grandparents on my mom's side and my dad's side are, are have passed, and I feel like it is their birthday. So I would love to do a little joint. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, my answer to that would be my grandma too. What is one word or phrase that your friends use to describe you? <laughs> oh, no. Um, loyal. Loyal. That's me. And have I have any... to say, my grandparents are who I named, we named our daughter after. Leslie. Oh, really? Yeah. That was, that was oh, that's beautiful. Um, okay. Do you have any bad habits? Who doesn't? <laughs> if you don't, what's your secret? If you don't, um, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I pick my nails. So these are um, like glue on, uh, yeah. They help me to not pick my nails. My worst habit. I, hate I feel like people that have the habit of doing their nails, it's like you either have it or you don't. If you do, it's like so addicting. Like I've never thought of picking my nails in my life, but then I have a friend that does really bad and she's like, I can't stop for life. Me, I love it. It's me. Yeah. I hate it. Hate it. I wish I could change it. I'm 50 years old. Haven't been able to figure it out. So yeah. <clears throat> hate to love it. Um, what is your go-to karaoke song? I do not sing karaoke. <laughs> no, never? Same. Even after a few I Moscow don't. meals? Ah, uh, yeah, no. Um, no, and because my husband would kill me if we went to karaoke. Like, chill. Okay. <laughs> Joe would, I would never drag Joe to karaoke. It would just never happen. Yep, no. there you go. Um, what is your current screensaver on your phone? Um, it is this. It's like a, a hike that we went on Beaver Lake. In so Colorado. Oh, wow. Isn't that guys, pretty? Like all the flowers. So pretty. That is beautiful. You guys still live in Colorado, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Is that where your husband's from? He's from Fort Collins, which is where Colorado State is. And then okay. um, he went to CU. He moved to Vail before I met him. And then um, we've been here for 20 years. We're actually moving to Denver, which um, is a whole other story. But um for multiple, multiple reasons, but we do truly love the mountains. It's just beautiful up here. Yeah. That would be great. We should go. I've never, I was going to yeah, say, I've never, never been, been, but I feel like I would love it. I feel oh. like it's kind of giving Canadian vibes. 100. I mean, I can show you like out my window. Yeah. 
is just oh my just gosh yeah it literally I, looks like Canada it's it's, it's really pretty um I love it and, and the summer so what the the phrase is that you come for the winter and you stay for the summer yeah, because makes summers are <coughs> we're in New York. There's people smoking see. cigarettes in our hallway right now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't smell. It doesn't smell like where you are here. Like we stepped out of a car the other day, and our friend Natasha goes, "And we're back in the city. It smells oh. like gasoline and urine." <laughs> we're like, <"Yup."> "Yay, yay!" <laughs> that is actually something that when you step off a plane in Colorado, like you're like, "Oh yeah, no pollution, oh. no nothing. It's really so nice. fresh and nice." That is- and- very nice and probably a lot healthier for you. Um, okay. Last question is if you could visit anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, wow. Too many places. Um, maybe back to Fiji. Like I'm getting these Fiji vibes. Ryan and I went on our honeymoon to Fiji and now that charity's there, I kind of want to go back. I was just saying. We cannot change the honeymoon. (laughs) Don't start. I took, I took months planning this honeymoon. And Joe has changed our honeymoon so many times. I'm like, can we just change it one more time? We can go to Fiji now. Right? Where are you guys going? Italy. Can you say? Italy. Italy? Yeah. We're doing doing Lake Como, Florence, and Tuscany, which are all places in Italy that we've never been. So actually, I've been to Florence once for like a half day. But yeah, we're very excited. Oh, my gosh. Love it. And the food, like, come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Be. All of our dinner reservations, I believe, are booked. There are. There. I booked everything. I'm, You're I'm, I'm, I'm on, on it. it. He's yeah. he's amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm. I got transportation booked, dinners, everything. I know everywhere to go for everything. Yeah. I yeah. love it. You yeah. got you a keeper, Serena. He is yep. the travel agent of the relationship, which I is the best thing it. ever. <laughs> well, yeah. Trista, honestly, this was incredibly fun and enjoyable. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and. Thank you. To our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And don't forget, next week is The Mental All. So make sure to tune in on Monday at 8, 7 Central on ABC and then stream the next day on Hulu to see Charity reunited with all the men and also reunited with Trista. Yes, and make sure to tune in to new episodes of Bachelor Happy Hour every week. We're going to have some great guests on. We got all kinds of exclusive interviews coming up. So you don't want to forget to subscribe. Thanks again, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? 
head over to symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.